Ash Ram is with us now. We're going to chat a little bit of fishing with Ash as we do every Thursday morning here on the show. Ash is at Tackle World Miami, the Old Coast Road in Falcon. All the equipment, all the bait, and all the advice you need in one location. And if you can't get there, you just have to listen to Ash on this show. Good morning, Ash. Hey, good morning, lads. And there's a little bit of sunshine around, absolutely. Spring's not quite springing yet, but... Uh, there are still options, lads. There are still some options in this big world of fishing. That there is. Now, um, whiting. There's a few different options to catch uh, whiting. We spoke last week about squidding, and uh, understand you got a fair bit of a response from your audience on that. What about whiting? Look, what it is with whiting, the simple little tiny thing to remember is whiting. Uh, so when, you, when we look at fishing and fish and fishing and setting up rigs and baits and lures and all the different things, we'll have a look at the species. How do they feed? How do they, have they, are they a toothy critter? Are they something that bites a bait or a, or a predator in half? Or are they something that inhales or sucks in a bait? Now, whiting's one of those species that they don't really have teeth. They're, they're not really that uh, carnivorous. They're not going to chomp a white bait in half, etc. They'll inhale a bait, but they will suck in a really long worm. Um, but if you roll that worm into a really big ball, they can't fit it in their mouth. So think about how you rig your bait for a whiting. So jelly bean baits is what I call them. Tiny little cubes or strips. So the whiting can get the whole bait in its mouth in one hit. And, of course, we want to then match the width of the hook to the size of our bait and keep it relative to the shape and size of the mouth of the species that we are trying to target. So, in essence, we're looking for a long strip bait on a longer shank hook but with a narrow gate. So the gate being the width of the hook down the bottom. If that's too wide and the whiting or whichever species it is that you're trying to target it, they can't get the whole gob, whole lot in their, in their gob at once, including the, the bit of uh, appetizer or bait that you put on there. We're just going to feel the bites all day and not convert and catch any fish. So think about it that way, guys. Jelly bean baits. I talk to some of my customers in the store. We look at a prawn, and you look at a prawn starling, you see all the little segments where the tail bends. You, they're nearly marked out, absolutely perfectly ready to go. So chop it off at one of those little cubes, slide that on the end, or a long strip of squid or a long squid tentacle, anything like that, and you'll uh, have way more success with actually hooking up and converting some good-sized whiting uh, for yourself, your kids, your family, whatever it might be this, uh, this season ahead, guys. Beautiful. Um, are people putting out crate pots now after the winter break? Is it time to get out there? Mate, it, abso- it is. It is, Clarky. We're on this, uh, they're nearly on their cusp, so guys will still be catching some red craze, so you want to still have your crate pots up on the reef, on the hard stuff, in the weed, up against some uh, your favourite rock whatever it may be. Further north up the coast, we might find that some of the craze, some of the reds have gone quiet. They're nearly going to be on the cusp of going down to malt uh, for that three to four week period to ready to start that migration as white. So keep an ear out. We will keep you uh, posted on this show of where that uh, that annual whites run is starting to happen. So down here further to the south, yep, definitely still have your pots up on the hard stuff. There's still a few red craze to, to tag. As we get into mid-November, uh, we'll start to hear of some white starting to migrate up north. That's, of course, when we want to move our pots from the hard, from the rock, from the reef, the sand on the western side. Stay tuned for when that starts to happen, Clarkie. All right. I've got all the whiting. What, anything else I need to focus on at this time of the year? Mate, we're just waiting for a little bit more weather opportunities. Sometimes when we get this, this change into spring, we've got the wind starts to change and get a bit spasmodic and happen. We've got some reasonable swell pushing through again from the capes today. So it could be a weekend for inshore whiting, some sheltered waterways, maybe have a crack at a brim up a river. We'll head up into the hills because springtime is freshwater time. There's been lots of restocking programs going in the hills. It'd be a great weekend maybe to get up out of the wind, 
hide behind some trees, in behind a hill up there, and have a crack at some local freshwater trout or redfin, mate. Beautiful. Brilliant. Ash, all the advice we need in a little fun-sized interview with us on Sports Breakfast, and for those who want the uh, the life version, head down to uh, the Old Coast Road in Falcon and Tackle World Mami to have a chat to you. Thanks for joining us this morning. No problem all, lads. Tight lines, and we'll talk next week. Looking forward to it already. Ash Ram joining us here on Sports Breakfast.